Well, I guess the neighbors think we're going off. Well, motherfucker, we are. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. You know what album I recently listened to the whole way through and I'd never really given it that much time? Fucking uh, Off the Wall. Really? Oh my god, it's so good. You know, okay, so there was this whole debate about Off the Wall versus Thriller versus uh, uh, Bad. And oh, okay. I, I, I would have guessed dangerous, but okay. Yeah. It, it, see, like you can make a case for that. I didn't understand what people were saying off the wall. They're like, yeah, off the wall could be better than thriller. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like off the wall is great. And so is a lot of his discography. But you, no, no, you can't put off the wall against bad. And like, I had literally never heard that argument before that off the wall was possibly even on the same level as Bad or Thriller. I had literally never heard that before. All of a sudden people were like, oh yeah, you know, Thriller wasn't even that good. It was just because it sold a lot of records. It's like, oh, are we doing oh. this right now? Are we doing the, oh, because it sold a lot of records, we have to say that it, that it wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Okay, see, me personally, and then this may be because I never really gave Bad that, that, uh, that, that much of a fair shake, but I would probably put in, in this order... Bad, off the wall, thriller, for me. What? what? I would I would put bad in third. No, I me personally. I, I work on crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Do you fucking need me to, to, to look uh look this shit up? Yeah, I, hold on. I, I think we I think we need to. <laughs> J Cole wait. can wait. <laughs> okay. See, let let me look this up. Um. No. Oh. Okay. Look, see. Look. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, okay. Off the go wall ahead. Is a great disco album. It's a great disco album. It, 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 limited to that very genre. Bad and Thriller are great pop albums. The whole entire genre of popular music. It is fantastic. The, uh, uh, off the wall never ventures outside of that feel, and that's because. It's right at the end of the, you know, disco era. Hey, he was working with great people. But, like, half the songs are basically just, you know, normal love songs. They're cool, but they're not, like, love and dance songs. And sure, those are on the other ones, too. But this is kind of like, like, let's have to get it off. Classic. Rock with you. Gotcha. Classic. Working day and night. I love it, too. Uh, get on the floor. Eh. Off the wall. Yeah, it's cool. Girlfriend. Probably one of the worst written songs on there and of course it was written by fucking paul mccartney oh no really (laughs) yes it was oh man i did not know that but yeah i remember there being one specifically weak track on there that was probably it girlfriend you better tell your boyfriend tell him what we're doing get this shit out of here (laughs) i'm amazed that after that they had like a blossoming friendship (laughs) to where they like like, traded off features. Yeah. They're like, we should continue making songs together after that shit. Uh, She's out of my life was cool. Uh, I can't help it. That was dope. Of course it was written by Stevie wonder. Uh, But like, you know, it's the fall in love. Birds just go out. I mean, they, they kind of get interchangeable after a while. Like, come on, let's not lie. I, I enjoyed how, like, funky and bassy it was. Like, it, it was a little bit more funk than other typical disco at the time, but I, w- I will completely admit that 
a lot of the songs are kind of interchangeable, but um, I, I I thought it was an enjoyable listen. I'm looking through um, I'm looking through bad, and um, half of these I'm not as familiar with, which might be my which m- might be where the uh, the uh, the lapse is. But the way you make me feel might be in my top three favorite Michael Jackson songs. And I forgot it was on here. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> now, now, yeah, now I look a fool. Now, um, I'll put it to you spe- like this. Speed Demon's kind of bleh. Uh, oh, Speed Demon's tight! Yo! Oh, I don't know about Speed Demon. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it might not exactly make sense, but... <laughs> okay, the music video for Speed Demon is awesome. The song, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, no, come on. Like, it's like... I, I, it, you have to give it this. It is nothing like any of the other songs on the rest of the album. Okay, you're right. Like, it is a completely different concept, like... I, I'm not sure where he's going, but it's just like it's so cool. There's just like this guy who's like, a, he just loves speeding on the highway, and he's headed for the border. It's on his mind, man. You know, uh, he he's got to be on time. I don't know what he's on time for, but <laughs> and and for some reason he's got to like save the world now. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics of that song are really weird, but they're so cool. Like so, you know, what does he say? He says, uh, uh, like, would you not want to be on the run from the law? If you, I'm not saying you should be on the run from the law, but if you had to be on the run from the law, would you not want this song playing? Oh yeah, speed. It, <laughs> it would be in my Spotify playlist. Yeah, but listen to him like, what exactly is this? And then it's like, uh, what does he say? Uh. Pull over, boy, and get your ticket, right? Like, wait, so he wants him to pull over? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Like, I don't really know what he's trying to... Like, he's like, all right, mine is like a compass. I'm stopping at nothing. Yeah, he's doing all this shit. And then it's like, all right, now pull over. Like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) shouldn't he not be doing that? (laughs) He didn't want want to confuse the message. He wanted you to know that obeying uh, the the traffic laws and the police was still very important. And then with the end, he's like breaking it down. He's like, pull up one and get your ticket. And he's like, eat your ticket. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, wait, why do you want me to eat it? <laughs> <laughs> Kidnap that fool. <laughs> and it just goes that one step too far where it's like, whoa, what? <laughs> eat that ticket. <laughs> yeah, cut off his fingers, feed it to him. Uh, was that too far? <laughs> I'm going to chop off your arms for speeding. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> um, so, wait, wait. He says, yeah, he says, uh, Speed Demon, you're the very same one who said the future's in your hands. The life you save could be your own. You're preaching about my life like you're the law. Gonna live each day an hour like for me, there's no tomorrow, bro. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck this song's about. <laughs> it's like jam. Uh, apparently he didn't get his license to his late 20s, though, which is funny. Oh, wow. I mean, it's not like he really needed to drive anywhere. True. It's not like he didn't have drivers for him since he was six and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know when you would ever really need to yourself. Like, halfway through his life, he's just like, oh, shit, people get licenses? Wait, to drive? Uh, Smooth Criminal. I'm torn on Smooth <laughs> Criminal. Oh, no, 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 no. 
smooth like, criminal is the shit. I really dig it, but I just don't. I, I, I'm still really torn on exactly what it's supposed to be about. Um, you know what's interesting? The music video has a different version of the song than the album version does. Oh. Did you ever notice that? Um, no. Although, I did watch the long-form music video that, that came along with Bad, where Michael Jackson was the weird robot thing and did the whole gangster thing and the, the, the smooth criminal where, hey, I'm going to dance with, with all these gangsters in this club and they're all going to get into it and then I'm going to shoot a gun at the ceiling and freak everyone out. <laughs> what the hell did he do that for? <laughs> I don't know. They all seem to be digging it, Michael. Not everything has to fucking end with you breaking shit. <laughs> uh, s- someone says, uh, okay, so, yeah, it says, uh, um, Oh, no, the second verse. So they came into the outway. It was Sunday. What a black day. And then it cuts straight to mouth to mouth resuscitation, sounding part beats, intimidations. But there's actually a- another part in the music video where they say something else that ties it together. Uh, and I have no idea why it was cut out. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up. I'm going back to Thriller because I know there's always a couple tracks I forget. That are on Thriller, but I, I, I will admit that that Thriller is pretty damn solid. The fucking... Ugh. The song of Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's what it is. I think that's why people give this album shit, because it comes so soon. Like, you have Wanna Be Starting Something, Dope Track, Great. Baby Be Mine, Good Love Song, and then you have, like, this corny shit right at track three, and it also has the word mine in it. So it just kind of feels like, uh, really? You didn't want to space this out a little bit? Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, that is <laughs> weird. Yeah, there's no reason why... It's been followed by Thriller, but, like, other than other than that, none of the songs... And you gotta give it this. None of the songs sound alike. Beat It doesn't sound like Billie Jean, which doesn't sound like Human Nature, oh, yeah. which doesn't sound like PYT, you know? Dude, fucking Side 2 is, like, stacked compared to Side yeah. 1. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I know that there's one more song on side two than there is side one, but side one's got that fucking the gosh darn girl is mine. <laughs> yeah, a fourth of the track listing on side one is bad. So, <laughs> oh god, god, come on, Paul, I told you I'm a lover, not a fighter. I could really go without that fucking back and forth between Paul and uh, and Michael. The, the song that they did together on the McCartney album is actually better, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 I remember uh, that. Say, say, say. I remember originally thinking that that was gonna be, like, on Thriller, and then when I finally heard it, when I was a kid, I was just like, wait, where was that one? Why the hell do we have to deal with this one? <laughs> but fucking Side 2 is, like, it's relentless. Beat it, Billie Jean, Human Nature, PYT, Lady in My Life. But on Side 1... I could honestly do without side one if it wasn't for Wanna Be Starting Something, because I really, really like that song. Thriller, I've heard it way too much, but I won't deny that it's a good song. See, I, I think that's I've it. just I, heard it too much. I think it's just the overexposure of this album is making people kind of go like, well, you know, when you really think about it, like with Titanic, you know. Yeah, and I know you've already, uh, you've made your feelings on the Beatles well known to the world. <laughs> But I think that's largely uh, why it's it's almost become trendy 
Not to say that you're feeding into that or anything or buying into that because uh, I know because I totally feel where you're coming from with your criticism of the Beatles, but I think a lot of people seem to think it's kind of like trendy and hip to uh, hate on them. Yeah, I, I was like, hating oh, on them before. Overrated. It was cool. Fuck them. <laughs> What's that? I was hating on them before. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least you're actually giving like reasons. A lot of people are just like. Uh, just they're not as good as everyone gives them credit. It's like, well, no, I mean, they they, they were like influential, but by 2016 standards, I can totally yeah. see how other people could just be like, look, they were like way better bands at the time that yeah. no one was really giving credit to. I really think my thing is that I didn't grow up with them. Like I, I, all the people mm. that love the Beatles, they grew up with them. Like that's just right. the reality. And I just didn't like. I don't know. My mom just never really listened to the Beatles like that. Like we had David Bowie, we had Stevie Wonder, we had like all these guys. I don't know. The Beatles just weren't there, <laughs> and so like I kind of heard them later, and and it was just like, oh yeah, everybody loves this. And then I'm hearing the fucking uh, what was the name of that one song? Uh, what was a really bad one? Oh, the one you always shit on. I'm the Walrus. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There, there's no defending that one. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, I totally concede when it comes to I Am The Walrus. And, and I thought, like, maybe it was like, oh, there must be something I'm not getting. And they're like, no, it was created as complete nonsense. bloop a doop a doop I was just like, bullshit. <laughs> you don't get to be the greatest man in the world. And then nobody, and, and nobody understands what the fuck you're talking about. Like, no. I just uh, noticed that our our uh, sit-in guest William just said, "Whoa, whoa! I think we're trend we're, we're treading on dangerous ground when it comes to the Beatles." <laughs> I didn't realize our sit-in guest is a is, is British, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. We had a whole conversation about tea before we got started, and and we got a little history lesson on on why why tea is apparently so important. Oh, he's saying I'm the walrus is tight. I, I mean, you know, I, hey, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell someone that they're not, uh, that they, that their opinion is invalid. I'm just telling you what my opinion is, and I think shit is whack, yo. Like, I'm sorry. I no, I did come around to them when I heard like songs like Taxman or Eleanor Rigby. I was like, oh, okay, so they actually did have songs that were like about shit, and you know, they actually charted. You know what I mean? Um, so like people knew about you know the good ones too, but it was just like. And then, of course, like, the first half of their career, let's be real, was them doing boy band shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, the yeah, first... it, it, it was total bubblegum pop, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it's kind of odd how they've been retroactively kind of scrubbed of that. Like, it would be like if, you know, I, I don't know, maybe that happened to Justin Timberlake. Like, if people just, like, scrubbed aside all of NSYNC, you know what I mean? Dude, I, I think that that kind of did happen because yeah. you don't really hear too many people like nope. talk about in sync when they talk when they talk about Timberlake, even though the stuff he's doing now isn't too much different. <laughs> you know, like I, I just recently watched the uh, the Beatles documentary uh, for Hulu that Ron Howard uh, directed and it's great. And it talks about like their first like four or five years as a band and it just kind of stops right when they stop doing that pop stuff and all the uh all the touring but yeah like like when you had said that they were uh that they had stuff that charted or whatever they had at one point 
They had the number one, two, three, four, and five hit songs in the country at one time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's fucking unheard of. Yeah, that is pretty incredible. But now, if if, if you fucking look at the Billboard year-end list, uh, fucking Justin Bieber has both one and two. I I think it's interesting that uh, this uh, movie Bob, he made a a video about, like, Titanic, and, you know, uh, he made a really that good episode about Titanic, and he was talking about how, like, uh, how the marketing, basically, of the movie tried to make it seem like it wasn't for girls. Oh, yeah. Like, because, because, like, the movie marketed, marketed itself as, like, this is a, a movie about, like, tragedy and, you know, uh, a boat being exploded and all the action and adventure that comes with that. But then, like, for the first half of the movie, it has nothing to do with that. You know, yeah, it's all about I remember their... them really focusing on, like, the action parts. Yeah, it, it, the first half of the movie is all about their love and... You know, it's sprouting and all that shit. And it's just like, if it, this had been marketed another way, it would have been, oh, chick flick. Nobody wants to see that. You know what I mean? And he was kind of pointing out how, like, movies aimed at, at uh, women seems to be automatically, like, put on a lower level. And the same kind of goes for, like, that over, like, all aspects, like, including, like, music. You know, people don't really consider the first half of the Beatles discography to be really that great. Until they start getting into the experimental stuff, even though that that earlier stuff is what got them to the point to be able to do that in the first place, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to get back to this album, though, because which one, J. Cole or Thriller? No, 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 uh, Michael Jackson. (laughs) He's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Fuck J. Cole. J. Cole can wait. (laughs) So, all right. So what you're saying is you still which album do you think is the best one? Uh, Thriller. And you think next is. If I, as of right now, because I've only listened to probably half or three quarters of Bad, I enjoyed Off the Wall, but I also listened to that more recently. So mm. as of this moment, I would put Off the Wall second. Oh, man. All right. Yo, come back at me when you listen to Bad, because nah, nah, I can't, I can't go for that. <laughs> Where would you put Dangerous uh, between those four? Oh, um... Dangerous. Oh shit. Uh, you know, as much as I like black, it black or white, it does get kind of repetitive. Like, and it's oddly short. It is a short song, yeah. Like the tra- like the track itself. When you listen to it on the album, it has like this like minute and a half skit or so, like or like 30, 30 to forty second skit where it's just like, uh, this song's only like two minutes. How is this taking up so much time? You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's just yeah, like, I, I don't want to listen to your music, but I want to listen to this, okay? It's just like, I, turn it down up there. Like, oh, okay. It's like, I could just listen. I could just watch the music video if I want to hear this skit. Like, what the fuck is this? Has nothing to do with race relations anyway. Like, what? what is this? What I always thought was so funny was that they got two completely different people to do the uh to do like the the dialogue at the beginning of the song they didn't just get george went and um and macaulay culkin when i'm pretty sure they could have easily yeah like what (laughs) why didn't you just sample the audio from the music video if you felt it so necessary to include it into the album version oh man you know i usually never think about dangerous in terms of uh, his greatest albums, but you know what? It's got Jam, it's got uh, In the Closet, which is an interesting song. It's kind of like 
him trying and failing to like be like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, yeah, in the closet was supposed to be his, I'm not gay because I have this secret love affair with this woman. But you named the song In the Closet, which is literally the term that people use for someone who's gay and doesn't want to reveal it yet. This not only has the um, the gimmicky, we gotta feature the rappers of the time, and the studio musician LTB, but this also has the fucking Free Willy theme on it? Yeah. Huh. Hey, fucking, that's a good-ass song. <laughs> okay. All right. Rem- uh, remember the time. There is no fronting on Remember the Time, though. Oh, definitely. That uh, song is uh, is pretty solid. Okay, so... Uh, but- Ew, you heal the world sucks, though. <laughs> I just saw that was on there. Ugh, I hate that song. Oh, man. That that kind of has a nostalgic factor for me. I, okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I didn't grow up with fucking Michael Jackson. You didn't grow, grow up with the Beatles. I get it. <laughs> what was the... Other song that he did. Wait, you are not alone. That's not on this album. You are not alone. Where is that? That must, that must be later. Later. When, when could it have been? History. Was it? Oh, did they do that cheap shit? Where? Oh, they did. They did do that cheap shit. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we just got a new album. We got a new song on the greatest hits album. Oh no no no! The first album was the like greatest hits, and the second one was a new album. So it was kind of cheating. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? No, I'm going to put this one below off the wall. Because dangerous. I'm going to put dangerous below off the wall because it has one or two tracks. Like, you know, that, that could have faced the cutting room floor. You know what I mean? So you, you'd, you'd put dangerous fourth. Yeah. Off the wall, it, you know, can't have the, the, you know, bit of genericness or whatever, but I mean, no, it's not even that it's generic. It's just like it has a similar groove that keeps it going. And you can at least give it that in a way. Like the songs are memorable, but you can understand how they kind of go back and forth between I'm dancing and I'm loving you, girl. But there are songs on here that are legit just like, yeah, like you said, heal the world. You know, we already had Will You Be There, which was the all really sad song, you know, about, you know what I mean? Like. So if Earth Song would have been replaced, would have replaced Heal the World, I would have been like, all right, that's a because Earth Song is fucking dope. When he goes off at the end, that shit is so fucking tight. Dude, I'm surprised they got him to do two Free Willy themes. <laughs> yeah, I had the childhood one. That one's it. <laughs> I'd imagine by the second one, he'd be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. you think, like, usually with sequels, it's like they get someone who's like the bargain bin version of that person to do it. But apparently, Free Willy 2 was still going strong. People still wanted to see the whale, if the whale was going to get out of captivity this time. Like, Aw, <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem to be a big theme number for the third one, though. <laughs> uh, Free Willy 3, The Rescue. The, the rescue? It, orcas. What the fuck were the first two? <laughs> the adventure home. Just looking at this poster, the part where uh, Willie goes over the kid. Mm. I was just thinking like, yeah, this movie was really not that important. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and at no point are we going to hear that fucking Free Willy or Free Willy 2, the adventure home, were admitted into the uh, the Library of Congress for, like, its importance to the arts. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, it's such a generic, a boy and his blank movie, you know? I just saw that in the uh, Wikipedia article for Free Willy 2. <laughs> Willy is played by a robotic double, while the Free Willy uh, Kiko Foundation devised a plan to bring him to the Oregon Coast Aquarium, where he would be rehabilitated for poor health. Here's the thing. How about you just not fucking use real whales in your fucking movies? <laughs> if you could easily just use a fucking robotic double, just use a fucking robotic double. That poster, the 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 him going over the boy, like that was literally the only reason why people gave a shit about this movie. It's just like, oh, isn't that amazing? He jumped over him. <laughs> and if you look at the cover, the poster for Free Willy 2, what is he doing? He's jumping over him again. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Ah, but he's in the boat this twice. time. Yeah. How, how, like, maybe I missed it, but, like, how big was that moment? Like, how, you will believe a whale can jump over a kid. Like, what? <laughs> Man, we've already gone for an hour talking about fucking Michael Jackson and not Kanye. Um, <laughs> we, we're indifferent towards you, Kanye. We, well, we, you we, we, we harbor no, uh, no ill will towards you, sir. Kanye really wants to be Michael Jackson. How about that? I think we've said something to that effect on here before, actually. Dude, he has, like, in his music video where he has, like, things dedicated to Michael Jackson and shit, it was just like, like, he actively wants people to remember him that way, and that's why he keeps saying that he's, like, so great and that he's going to be the greatest. Because Dude, then, he wants to put it, he's basically doing Inception and planning it into people's minds by saying that shit all the time, you know? Well, then why, if he loves Michael Jackson so much, did he do two instances mocking the man? One... Uh, claiming that he had a white-skinned girl that looks like Michael Jackson and a black-skinned girl that looks like Michael Jackson and that uh, that other song This is bad, real bad, Michael Jackson Now I'm mad, real mad, Joe Jackson <laughs> I love the man so much I'm gonna mock his abusive childhood <laughs> J. Uh. Cole <laughs> For your eyes only <laughs> What a fucking journey we, we just went through um <laughs> if, if i can finish the statement that i was gonna say earlier this album is fantastic we reviewed 2014 forest hills earlier this year and i remember our feelings were uh were a bit mixed on that really? one if I, thought, I can remember correctly i thought we liked it we liked it but at the end of the day we were still kind of confused as to why there was like so much gangster shit on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Because the it was fucking... like, is this really, like, J. Cole? Like, is this him? Like, it seemed kind of forced. Yeah. But uh, this album is uh, is pretty different. It's, uh, it's, it's 44 minutes. It's very short. Um, Does not... If it flies the fuck by, in my opinion. Um, If I can open the... Oh. Uh, the song listing just so i can have a reference point i um when i when i was listening to it i actually felt the opposite i felt like it oddly went slow in some parts really where yeah uh specifically the she's mine oh okay I don't, maybe just the title kind of made me feel like no i mean that has nothing to do with it but just like going into it initially like the title is like she's mine it's just like okay this automatically feels kind of territorial <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like alright but you know when I'm listening to it when I listened to the first one I was thinking oh but he's gonna be talking about his kid okay okay 
And but then he goes like, "Oh, the head game is stronger than a few Excedrin." And I was like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> like, oh, we we gotta wait till part two for that. Yeah, I, but it was just like I saw it coming. So like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I totally already saw that that was what he was going to do. But it just kind of got ruined anyway because of the fucking corny ass sex joke that he just had to couldn't help himself. It, it was essential to telling the story that his girlfriend sucks a mean dick. <laughs> like, we needed to know. He wanted us to know. It's like just fucking leave it up. Like I don't want to come off as someone who doesn't like like rappers talking about sex or whatever. But just know when to put it in. Not on oh, the yeah. one where you're talking about how you're fucking crying and how you're just like so happy that you found someone that you love. Also, she sucks a mean dick. Am I right, fellas? Like. Dude, not here, you know? <laughs> See, I, I never really even noticed that type of shit in that way because, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of numb to it. Like, I always just assume there's going to be that shit in, in a rap song, which, for for better or worse, like, I don't want to always assume there's going to be, like, misogyny or, like, a focus on, <laughs> on sex and this shit, but I always just kind of assume it just comes with the territory. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that he kind of cut out the bitch, the bitch usage, though. Yeah, yeah. Th- this album felt a lot more personal, uh, and uh, fuck, there were just straight up beautiful moments on this album. It was, uh, I, I really dug this one. I liked it more than 2014, um, Forest Hills, mm. and. Uh, well, he he didn't have any uh, features, did he? No, he did. Oh. Uh, it, it says change features additional vocals by Ari Lennox, but does that count? Does that count as a feature? I mean, as far as hip hop is concerned, probably not. No, because there is that ongoing joke of going platinum with without features. And yeah. Oh, no, he's gonna do like, it again. Was was that ever a thing where someone's just like, "Oh, the only reason Nas's album went platinum is because he had that featured verse from P Diddy on Hate Me Now." Like, really? Oh yeah, fucking I mean, P Diddy it, was really what made it. Yeah. I mean, I know it helps, but it's not <laughs> like the main thing. I like it, it's become a thing that we have features now, but it's not like if you take it away, people are gonna be like, "What?" How was he able to possibly attract people's attention? It's not like he's already a famous star himself. Hmm, let me ponder. Like, you know why? It's not like he came out the gate with this album and no one knew who he was and somehow it rocketed to the top of the charts. No, you know who he is. And possibly because he featured on other people's songs beforehand. Dude, if anyone goes platinum in 2016, it's impressive. Because no one fucking buys shit anymore. Yeah, that in and of itself is a is just like wow, that's really cool. Yeah, but so like regardless saying, of whether you had features, it's like damn, this album went platinum. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah, like I'll put it to you like this. Yeah, like don't be trying to look for the things that didn't happen. Look for the <laughs> things that did happen. <laughs> yeah, like that's like saying, oh, this album went platinum with no major samples being used. It's like, well, yes, if you use a sample that like people know, yeah, that's gonna get people's eyes because people recognize the original song. Da da da. But that's never been, like, the main thing that people have done. <laughs> this album went platinum with no major samples. By the way, I'm eating a bagel right now. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little callback. Um, what I think is interesting, and I wanted to ask your opinion on this, 
was this whole album supposed to be a thing for his daughter? Uh, so there, there's this uh, idea that it's supposed to be uh, an album from the point of view of his friend that died. And so it's like a parallel with his life and, and his friend's life, except his friend died and he lived. And so the ending is him telling his daughter, uh, his friend's daughter, about his friend's life. And, I mean, it, it kind of does that sort of like, oh, we're starting the tape player at the beginning and we're stopping the tape player at the end. And I was just like, Kendrick already did that. Like, I hate to say this, but it's just like, uh, I, I think it's just because, like, we don't use tapes anymore. But I, I just kind of feel like if someone ever... Like, if we were ever in an era where people still, like, use tapes like that, that would seem kind of corny to, like, <laughs> you pop in a tape player, so you know what that sounds like, and you press play, and then you hear someone else popping in a tape <laughs> pressing play. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, s- stop doing that. <laughs> I already put it in. I-, I know what that sounds like. But, like, we're I guess we're in this era where, like, people don't know what that sounds like anymore, so it's just like, ooh, isn't that interesting? He's putting in a tape. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Kendrick did the cassette thing, and I, I hate it. I feel I feel so like Kendrick did it, but <laughs> no, I'm trying to think because Gambino also did a similar thing on uh, because of the internet. Did he? I, I forget what kind of noise it was though. Where it was like that. It was like a chick between like specific songs. Like the first oh, yeah. track is I, that I really short that thing, like short intro noise. Yeah. And and it ends with it too. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that was supposed to be either. But yeah, uh, cassette <laughs> tapes and all that is kind of the same thing. Where and I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but it, it's a minor pet peeve of mine that whenever there's like a commercial or a movie where someone is playing a video game, and you have to get across that they're playing a video game. Yeah, it's always, it's always like pew 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 like. No one's playing video games like that. But <laughs> if you just looked at a screen and saw, like, what GTA Five looks like, you would just think it was, like, them watching a movie and not playing a game. So <laughs> it needs to look arcadey. Or, oh, someone's on a phone. How do we put that across? We need to have the... It's like, what? That's not... Like, we've moved past that. But that's the only way we know how to put it across, especially in like radio commercials when there yeah. is no visual. Also, automatically we fucking go 30 years into the past <laughs> to get this fucking skit, uh, skit across. Yeah, but I was no. wondering because if this whole thing was supposed to be for for a daughter or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. what? where do half of these songs come in to the point where they'd be appropriate for a child? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Like the very first track, don't die. Like, what kid needs to hear this? <laughs> That's a really weird first impression. Yeah, like, I'm not sure he would want his kid, you to be saying that to his kid. Or the lines about getting head or whatever. Like, are these important details? Uh, uh, you know, I love, uh, I love, or either I love or your. Dad loved his wife so much. Oh, that head game was incredible. Like, okay, uh... <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, so, like, if that's what he's going for, that also doesn't work. 
So you kind of have to, like, I hate these albums that say that they're a concept, but they don't fully carry through with it. And if they do, you have to take a lot of things, like, you have to just sort of blindly accept some things that people wouldn't actually do, you know? Yeah, like that one track that has the young girl's voice over it. Yeah. How would that have gotten there? <laughs> well, and it's weird because, what, what, is, what does that happen? He's like... The girl says, "Like I don't like my, uh, I don't like my dad. I didn't go to his funeral, and his friend set him up, and da da da. And it was just like, and, and then uh, my mom says, clean, clean up the house. But I don't want to clean up the house. And when I don't want to clean up the house, I say, and then it cuts to nigga, play me never, give up my chain never. It's just like, uh, does she say the- that? Yeah, it's like." Is that, is that what the kid says to his mom? <laughs> Nigga, you ain't gonna play me? Like, what? <laughs> you know, like I said, people try to make it like, oh, it's, he's so deep because it's a concept album. It's like, well, if it's a concept album, then you ever think he wasn't thinking too much about it? Because, it, like I said, it doesn't work until the very end, and you're like, oh, he was talking about someone's kid. Okay, and now I'm gonna listen back to it, and when I listen back again, I'm gonna think, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't say that to someone's kid. I wouldn't say that to someone's kid either. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, I listened to this album twice today, and I enjoyed it way more uh, the second time I heard it, but it also gave me much more per, uh, perspective. It was weirder listening to it the second time, like, oh, this is what this was supposed to be. That didn't really come across. <laughs> uh, no. Like, as songs, I think they're good songs, but when you put it in the context of it was supposed to be a concept thing, it doesn't work. Yeah, no. I, I I I don't know, and maybe he didn't even mean it that way. I just kind of don't like when people try to put that on, like, "Oh man, you're just not thinking hard about it, uh, hard enough about it." Here's what's really going on. It's just like, is it really? Because if it is, he he, he wasn't trying that hard. <laughs> but 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 that's not to say that we I didn't like these songs. <laughs> it's just the context that what the internet is trying to put them in. Which song is it? Is it that Bryson Tiller song or whatever that uses that same sample that's in uh, Deja, v- Deja Vu? That is real. That that happened. Someone, uh, two people, have, uh, uh, yeah, producers beef over stolen J. Cole and Bryson Tiller beat. Yeah, it's in that and that other song, uh, Exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because Bryson Tiller is got, like, the Billboard, like, hot new artist of 2016 and then I hear this one, and I'm like, this song's way better than his fucking song. <laughs> like, that, that's unfortunate. Because with his, it's just, uh, you in exchange for me. Like, it works way oh, better yeah. on this fucking J. Cole song, but whatever. It came out too late. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was like, am I, am, I, am I making this up? Like, did I really only hear this J. Cole song on the radio and that other song doesn't exist? I was confused. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm looking at the Exchange song, and it's like, it, it doesn't have the name of the song on it for the, uh, uh, what do you call it? For the single art, it just says, Trap Soul. Like, oh man, this is soul music, but for trap rap. Oh, like, stop. Dude, fuck out of here. <laughs> no. Or maybe he's saying, Trap Soul, like, my soul is trapped. <laughs> it's trapped in a soul gem. <laughs> No, dude, that song is so lame. Let me see. Is this the right song I'm thinking about? Uh, I hope she's waiting for me everywhere. 
Oh yeah, this shit, dude. He's so trying to be Drake so hard. Like he's like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Lord, please save her for me. Do this one favor for me. I had to change my player ways. Got way too complicated for me. I hope she's waiting for me. Everywhere she goes, they're playing my song. That's why I say the things that I say. That way I know you can't ignore me. <laughs> like, dude, that is creepy. <laughs> like, when I, I recently listened to that song because I'm working on my um, year-end video, and I was like, I don't think I've ever really listened to the song No Way Through. And I got the impression of, like, Bryson Tiller does what Drake does slightly better but only voice-wise. Yeah. Like, the lyrics aren't very good, but I I believe him more in that role than I believe Drake in that role. Yeah. If oh, that oh, makes okay. sense. The name of his album is Trap Soul, but still that's whack. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the, that the is. The new genre. All of these songs, uh, well, most of them, have really, actually, really uh, thought-provoking subject matter, like Immortal... Uh, which talks about, you know, oh my god, just the way he fucking ends the song. They're telling niggas sell dope rap or go to NBA in that order. It's that sort of thinking that's been keeping niggas chained at the bottom and hang the strangest fruit you've ever seen, ripe with pain. But then, like, just the way he's saying, like, oh, she fucks with small town niggas. I got bigger dreams. Like, I don't know. On one hand, I feel like it's supposed to be, like, cool, but on the other hand, it kind of feels like, Oh, she just doesn't know that, you know, I'm the guy she should be talking to, you know, because I'm so much better than these guys. It's like, dude, don't, you know what I mean? He introduced you as his girl and I was heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like that sort of like, oh, I mean, you know, he's my friend, but, you know, I'm I'm better for you, you know. Like, dude, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, then we got the first uh, She's Mine, which they, they do the clever Switch up. Yeah. Switch uh, up at the end okay, of the I'm album. Not, dude, I'm not gonna lie. People talk about J. Cole sounding sleepy, and I don't like to, like, you know, I, I don't like to down him because, like, he has, like, dope lyrics that he's saying. He has a certain, like, appeal into just, like, the crackle in his voice that I really like. Um, and that definitely shows up on the She's Minds, but, dude, I feel like he's trying to do the. Oh man, I'm just so like feeling it, and that's why I'm not able to put the full effect into my voice. But straight up, it sounds like he's falling asleep. He says, "Am I worthy of this gift?" And you hear in the background, he's like, "Am I worthy of this gift? Am I strong enough to live? Am I strong enough to live?" Like, it feels like they're trying to do the. Oh, he's just so impassioned. He just can't <laughs> make himself to say the words, but it's just coming off like he's just sleepy. <laughs> And he's like staying up late at night. He's like, <laughs> I gotta, gotta finish this song. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't know. And, and I was thinking like, maybe the second one kind of works because he's supposed to be like changing diapers, you know? So maybe he's like sleepy. He's like, am I strong enough for this? <laughs> because I can't stay awake. Dude, I thought She's Mine Part 2, not to skip ahead too much, was a really beautiful song, but... And I think I may have talked about this on the show before. I don't want to hear your fucking baby on a song. <laughs> For the I, whole time. I can't stand that shit. And yeah, it's throughout the whole fucking song. I can't even appreciate it. Because I have to hear your fucking baby crying every like 15 seconds. For what? <laughs> like, what does that I- add? <laughs> I know it's about a baby. <laughs> 
That doesn't I'm fucking make stupid. me like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, maybe it's because I don't have children that, like, but seriously, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, that doesn't fucking add anything. It's annoying. People, if people had to rank most annoying noises, a crying baby would probably be in the universal top five. I mean, and, you know, it's kind of supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to get your attention. Yeah, do something to make this stop. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't want me to stop listening to this album, do you? Because that's how I would make it stop. <laughs> that's the only way I can but I really really like this song and there's one track left and it's almost nine fucking minutes and I really want to listen to it but <laughs> to get there I gotta fucking sit through a song full of crying baby noises you know there's another thing that I hate 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 <laughs> is when people have a verse going and it's in the middle of the verse and they just repeat one line that happens so many times on this album and it pisses me off because it's like you're getting a, a, a you're getting a thing unless there's a specific point for it, you know. And, and I don't just mean oh because he's trying to dig this line into you deeper by repeating it. You don't need to do that on every other fucking song because then it loses its impact. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, damn, it won't be long before I disappear. Damn, it won't be long before I disappear. Damn, it won't be long before. And, and like when you hear when he repeats it twice and he's getting to that third that third time, it just like makes my brain just go. <sighs> like, oh, you know, oh yeah, I totally. I, I always get the you better not. <laughs> Don't you do it? And then they fucking do it. It's like, mm. but it just kind of depresses my brain. And just like, yeah, I know he's just gonna say it. There's no rhyme to look forward to. Okay, anyway, you know, it, yeah, it, it just kind of goes into its own rhyming uh, uh, cul-de-sac. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> yeah. stuck here. It's not going anywhere. All right, circle around. We're going to go somewhere else. You know? And it just feels like you didn't have anything to rhyme with it. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it, it would be cool if it was like, maybe if it was like fading out slowly. You know? Won't be long before it disappear. And then you hear it and it's slightly going away. It's like, oh, uh, okay, yeah. I see what he's doing. But it was just him repeating it four times. And the verse wasn't even that long, so it's just like, what are you doing? And then you have, uh, let me see. Change. Oh, yeah, change. I liked this one. Once again, this was continuing the sort of, uh, the, the social commentary and, um, you know, just talking about like, uh, well, he was just talking about like, you know, philosophy in general and just talking about like his life and how he wants to make it to heaven, stuff like that. And like, that's really cool. And then in the fourth verse, he talks about like, it randomly cuts to like, holy shit, my friend died, and, you know, I wasn't able to do anything, and and then it just goes to the the really kind of awkward, like, he's doing the preacher's voice and the people crying in the background. And it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Cause that's yeah, it's like, I really don't want to hate on it too much because I know what this is and I know what it means. Yeah. But it's like, this isn't doing it for me. It's it's a bit off-putting. It feels like it's supposed to be silly. Yeah, as, like, as, especially when like the crying first kicks in. Yeah, where it's just like <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, this is supposed to be serious, right? Okay, <laughs> it's like never uh, mind, dude. I immediately just go like, please tell me I'm supposed to laugh at this, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't you're... feel bad for laughing at this. Yeah, because when you hear someone doing like the same voice <laughs> and someone else talking. It's automatically assumed that it's not a serious situation. You know? 
Yeah, but I, I totally got that same vibe. I'm glad I wasn't alone <laughs> on that. The, then you get to Neighbors. But like I said, it was a good song. I just feel like a lot of these songs like are good songs. They just get marred by just like something just not done right. <laughs> so, yeah, something's just not quite right. Yeah. And that, that's really the spirit of like the four out of five that's, that's kind of happening so far on this album. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... And then, you know, he's like, I don't want, I don't want to have a picture with the president. I just want to talk to the man, speak for the boys in the bando, and my nigga's never walking again. And, you know, this is his, um, let me see. Yeah, neighbors. So, this is him kind of, like, talking about, like, so I moved out of, you know, uh, poor, uh, the poor neighborhood, I moved into, like, this white neighborhood, and I'm thinking everything's gonna be okay. But, like, because of these assumed racial prejudices, that, like, you know, the white people in my neighborhood have going on. They just assume something illegal is happening, so, of course, they call the cops, and then I fucking get in trouble. And it's just like, fuck it, maybe I'll just go back to, you know, such and such, like, the black neighborhood, because, like, I feel like I can't have any fucking peace out here. You right. Because uh, there's always a fucking, uh, there's always a mark on my back. And I love that line where he's just saying, like, don't follow me, don't follow me. And it, oh, Yeah. Yeah, and of course, you know, it makes you go like, oh my god, fucking Trayvon Martin. And he's just like, stop following me. And just the, just like, just black people wanting to be left the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, and he's like, some things you can't escape. Death taxes and racist societies that make every nigga feel like a candidate for a Trayvon kind of fate. Even when you're on your crib on a lake. Even when your plaques hang on a wall. Even when the president jams your tape. <laughs> and it's just like... God damn it, like, what can I do where I don't have to deal with this shit anymore? Yeah. Um, but what annoyed me, once again, oh. is like, okay, it's like, uh, I guess the neighbors think I'm selling dope. And it's just like, yeah, they think this. And then he goes, well, motherfucker, I am. And it's like, I keep waiting for him to go, because of the music that I make is dope. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't really make that clear. No, so it just a, makes him sound like their assumptions are right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, no, dude, that's not helping. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, no, what? Is that really the point you've been leading up to this whole time? Yeah, I mean, it's like, just because I am a criminal doesn't mean you should treat me like, yeah, no, yes, they should. <laughs> you know I, what I, I, mean? I, thought, I thought you were going to say what bugged you was that this whole song was, was semi-serious. And then it, it ended with a kind of goofy outro, but I liked it. Where, where it's, it's like a little sing-songy, where it's like, uh, so much for integration, don't know what I was thinking, I'm oh, going yeah. back to Southside. Oh, like, no, that's a good ending, yeah, I like it, that. It was a little jaunty, and it, 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 was, it was weird, because it, like, it worked against how like serious the whole rest of the song was, and this was like a, well, <laughs> guess I'm going back. But that's what's but funny about it, it, because you kind of have this under, underlying thing of like, you know, Black, uh, white people move into black neighborhoods. Gentrification, you should be cool with integrating. That's cool, right? Then when black people move into white neighborhoods, nah, that guy's scary. Get, get him out of here. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, well, shit. <laughs> you can come into our shit. We're cool. We can't go to your shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I felt like that was a point he was bringing up, which was cool. But it was just like, I'm not saying you should be the perfect person, but, like, if... <laughs> Uh, I, like and I understand maybe the point was that he's saying I'm selling dope music yeah uh, but like I feel like if you're trying to make that point make it clear 
Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're just saying, I am doing the thing that you're accusing me of, you're just, like, then they're right, you dumbass. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't even give them the benefit of the doubt that they're right is what I don't like about this. It, going back to people saying, oh, this is supposed to be a parallel to uh, his friend that got caught up in the life and was killed. Like, so wait, was his friend also living on a nice place in... You know, in the fucking valley or wherever the hell? Yeah, I did not get the overall, uh, I guess, plot or or theme. I really wasn't sure if it was supposed to be autobiographical or not. I, I didn't really read into it too much, so I didn't realize that there was supposed to be like a, a, a parallel story going on. I just thought it was like a hypothetical future j cole thing well like in case he died type thing i wasn't sure what what they were going for so i listened to every song in the context of it being him yeah sometimes people's fan theories they're nice but they don't really work (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so then we get i'm gonna say the worst track on the album (gasps) fold and close yeah you you might be right, actually. <laughs> I think about it now that I look him over. It it was cute, but uh, yeah, I I don't know about it for five minutes. Yeah, it, it's like okay, it okay. So you have this song about she's mine, right? Where he's talking about like I love her so much, and he sounds like he's fucking falling asleep. The song where he's spilling his feelings, he sounds like he's not even staying awake. But fucking folding clothes is, I want to fold clothes for you, baby. Yeah, I want to fold clothes for you, baby. Like, really? This is what gets you up? <laughs> like, you know, this is what gets your energy? <laughs> I want to fold clothes for you. The point that he's bringing up is that, like, my wife is, like, nine months pregnant. She can't really do anything right now. So I'm going to show that I am willing to take over and let her relax. So what I'm going to do is fold the clothes. And that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to help so much by <laughs> folding clothes. Like, he just comes off as someone who has, like, no idea how much maintenance goes into the house. I get the basket and grab your clothes out the dryer. Oh, I want to fold clothes for you. <laughs> I want to. Like, y- this isn't a chore for me. I'm happy to do it. But don't ask me to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't this know. This is literally as much as I'm willing to do. It, it, it just, I, it just feels like one of those things where it's like it's what he doesn't say that feels kind of like the real story. <laughs> like he's just like, really? The, oh, you're you're really relieving her. Not not doing the dishes, not cleaning the house, not cooking the meals, not putting the clothes in there in the first fucking place. I'll fold them. <laughs> like I, I guess it's supposed to be more uh, more symbolic because in in the. Uh, in the second verse, it starts, uh, listen, this is a meditation for me, a practice of being present. Oh, There's so nowhere I now. need to be <laughs> except right here with you. Yeah. So it's like, look, I'm, I'm not on to tour, do. I'm not recording, I'm at home with you, and I'm going to spend this time folding clothes. It, like it's, it feels like, like he's not giving anything up in order for this to happen. You know? <laughs> no. Like, there's nothing at stake, so I might as well do it. Like... <laughs> It's just like, this is really a whack, like, kind of empty sentiment, honestly. The song had some moments in it that I thought were really great. Like, the fucking outro is really great, I, th- I thought. Uh, where... No, I didn't like it. 
It felt so... I mean, so... It, it doesn't match the rest of the song. Yeah, it was so jarring. Like, what? Oh, now are we back to the, but serious J. Cole for the last minute just to <laughs> make sure you know that it's supposed to be... Si-? Like, no, no. You were just being silly for like the last two minutes. Yeah, if, if they... If he would have um, put across that message that he does in the outro in the same tone he did the rest of the song, not word for word, mind you, but just like the whole point of the song is, you know, like, yeah, this is J. Cole. Maybe, maybe, maybe not the way you're used to seeing him, but, you know, this is how I am at home. Like, this is really me. This is what married life. This is what, you know, having a child, you know, this is the effect it has on me. But then I got to address how people look at you and the, and the, the perception they get. But like. Just, just maybe like kind of mention that in a couple lines and just be like, hey, you know, but fuck it. it, it yeah, if you would have tied that into the verses, that would have been a lot better instead of pushing it off to the end where it just felt odd. Uh, yeah, like, like the whole time, just two minutes ago, he's talking about uh, folding clothes, watching Netflix, catching up on shows, eating breakfast, raisin bran in my bowl with, with bananas and some almond milk. Never thought I'd see the day that I'm drinking almond milk. Then two minutes later, you got to change the way you talk for job interviews. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait. Like, this is something that that you should be, you know, like there should be a song about this and this is a good message. But this is this the song for it? Yeah. Like, and just the way he says it, folding clothes, watching Netflix. Like, dude, stop. (laughs) This is not where I need your energy to be at its highest. You know, like that's literally the most enthusiastic he sounded on the whole album. Folding clothes, watching Netflix, catching up on our shows, eating breakfast, raisin like, bread. Like, is this what excites you, bro? Like, it, it almost sounds like he's just more excited to be home. And the fact <laughs> that he's doing the laundry is like, yeah, I mean, th- th- that's part of it. <laughs> I'm just happy that I get to fucking relax for a little while. Yeah. So. And, and maybe, like I said, if he would have, like, incorporated it into being, like, I'm so glad I, like, there was a time where all I could do was be the hard guy in order to get by. And now I don't have to do that anymore. I don't need uh, to put on the hardcore face in order to survive in the world I'm in now. That's kind of what I got from the last verse. And that it was just like, man, look at how hard we have to be all the time just in order to get by. But we also I have to deal with this shit in time and reason, this, that, and the third. But if you would have like incorporated that into the actual song itself, like, you know, there's so many times in my life where I felt like I've had to do that, but now I don't have to when I'm with you. Yeah, because everything's yeah. okay now. You know? I don't, there's no survival mode on anymore. It's just living my fucking life. If that would have been more integrated into the song, I think it would have made a better song instead of just being super excited about folding clothes and then at the last second going, oh, wait, but I'm serious, J. Cole, so I need to talk about real problems. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it feels like he forgot what he was doing. <laughs> like, uh, on this album, it's 10 tracks total, but there's, uh, there's two tracks that are over five minutes, one that's almost five minutes, and one that's nine minutes. I feel like if maybe... It was more shorter songs. I think that might have worked better. Totally. That you can, like, maybe spread the messages you want over different songs instead of making the songs that are on here feel so cluttered. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I really liked For Your Eyes Only, but it kind of felt like a mess. Like, oh, okay, 
Now we've got to cram the entire message that I've been kind of been putting off for the past couple songs because now the song, now the album has to be a fucking concept album all of a sudden. Yeah. Now I got to wrap it all together in this <laughs> nine minute song. Like, if you would have just sprinkled that shit throughout the whole album, you would have been way better off. Instead, it feels rushed at the end. Yeah, like 32 bar verses over four verses over an eight minute song. We're just like, where the fuck were these verses in Ville Mentality when you were saying, damn, it won't be long before I disappear. Damn, it won't be long before I disappear. Damn, it won't be long before I... Like, you could have put that fucking, the first verse in there. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I'm saying, where it's just like, you obviously have ideas, and it feels like you're spreading yourself thin for some reason to prove yourself that, that you can make serious songs because the serious songs are eight minutes long. You know what I mean? It's just like, no, you don't have to do that. And, and then, at the very end, right? So, you know, he has a... He talks about, a, you know, I'm affected by this mass incarceration in this nation that sent your pops to prison when he needed education. Good points, man. Like, I don't think that I'm not trying to say that he doesn't bring up anything good, because he does. He brings up great ideas and concepts and lyrics and no dumb jokes about getting head like a coin toss. And, you know, like... I'm sorry. This rappers in general just feel like it just feels like they're mixing in their sex jokes with their thoughtful commentary and it just feels like they just don't know how to do it. And I feel like Kanye West, J. Cole, like all these guys nowadays are kind of victim to it. You know, where it's just like they just have to throw this shit in. And it's just like you stop it. Let me enjoy the thoughtfulness that's happening on this. You don't need to be funny right here, you know? Uh, but anyway, uh, this motherfucker's mixing the lyrics up. But anyway, so he gets to the end and he goes like, Girl, your daddy was a real nigga. Not because he was cold. Not because he was the first person to get some pussy at 12 years old. And, you know, uh, your daddy was not a real nigga because he was hard. And, and, and like, I'm just like, okay. For, why is he she calling his dad a real? Why is he calling her dad a real nigga? Like, it, like is that what she's gonna be like? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't call him that. You know what I mean? Like, I thought the whole point was that we're supposed to be, you know, above this. And I'm not saying you can't say that among your friends, but you're talking to her, his fucking child. Like, don't. You know what I mean? The man's dead. It's her. It's her. Uh, his daughter. Never see. Call him a real man. Don't call him a real nigga. You know? Just like, is that the moment for that? I feel like that. That might be like trying to change the like the perception of that. Like of of that phrase. I guess. Like like this is what's really important. Fuck that other shit. But yeah. I don't think it necessarily needed to be in there. And also, 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 can I point this out? So this album's supposed to be called For Her Eyes Only. I mean, For Your Eyes Only, right? And he's talking to this, uh, he's talking to the girl, right? And the idea is that he's like, this is only supposed to be for you. And he says on the song, you know, I wasn't going to let you, uh, I wasn't going to play this unless uh, these factors were met, like if he died or whatever, da, da, da. Uh, so no one else is supposed to know about this. But this album was released publicly, so you kind of look like a dick right now. <laughs> like, no one else is supposed to hear this but you, as I tell millions of people. <laughs> no one is supposed to hear this but you. This is for your eyes only. But fuck, Immortals Fire. I really need to get that. I really need to let that get out. 
<laughs> Shit, I, I just realized I haven't released an album in a year. <laughs> God, it's, it's been a minute. And some of the shit might get radio play, so... <laughs> kind of feels like a waste now. It's like, shit, I forgot. I, I didn't think about how long this would take. I wanted, <laughs> like, he wanted to do this thing where he created a whole album just for this one girl. But he was like, shit, we wasted a lot of studio time on this. Sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it means just as much, right? It's just as intimate, even though you're now sharing it with millions of people. <laughs> uh, but you know I, the the good thing I like about this album is that there's never an instance where I feel like he's glorifying the uh, the gangster shit you know right yeah uh, and that's that's what I like I feel like a lot of people when they talk like the trap shit of course they're always the excuse in the interviews is always I'm just illustrating the real life you know that's what I'm saying you know but it's just like no, you're exploiting it because most of the time it's just like, yeah, we whipping these babies and uh, we're doing all this illegal shit. Duh, duh. And then one or two lines about, but you know, we're doing it for the kids. Well, anyway, we fucking these bitches. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's just like, no, you're not, dude. You're not fucking these bitches for your kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I, I, I feel like bitches to make we, your kids. <laughs> I feel like that was something we gave him shit about on the last album. So I was glad to see that it wasn't as prevalent here. Yeah, it's like, so it's like, okay, there is growth that's happening with this artist. There is a maturity. Uh, but it's, it just feels like there's little instances where it's like, uh, you, could, you could sweep a few places up. You know what I mean? Um, it was interesting. Someone was talking about that with Childish Gambino. Uh, and, like, I totally agree with that. The, the idea that Childish Gambino is really childish. Although it's kind of in his name, but... <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting, like... When he does talk about, like, bitches and hoes and shit, it, he's another person where it feels kind of jarring for, because it's just like, I mean, not not to insult you, but I assumed you were smarter than this. Like, doesn't it feel weird when Childish Gambino talks about, oh, these hoes be loving it, and all these hoes can put it in my video, and I'm eating hoes, and it's just like, I mean, I'm not saying you can't talk about sex, but, like, why is your default to call them hoes and bitches, like? Really? Do you really call women hoes and bitches? Like, I understand these gangster rapper dudes because the idea is that they don't care, whatever, but like, you really? And maybe it's just because I, I identify with him because I think he's like a smart dude, but it's just like, like, I, I, it, it, like maybe that's the reason why I'm just, I, I kind of always feel a little bit off where he, where, like, I understand if you have your problems with certain, like, girls or whatever, like, that's fine, but like, to just flippantly use that language feels odd. And I feel like people try to inherently give him an excuse because, oh, well, see, he's, he's playing a childish character. See, there's a reason why he's doing it. Just like, that, that might not be the excuse. Maybe he just kind of, like, doesn't think it matters. Just like when, when most people do, you know, shit that's offensive to people. They, they just kind of don't consider how that person feels. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I... I, I I, I feel like I expect more from guys like J. Cole and Childish Gambino, and it feels like when it happens, it just feels so like, really? You're you're not any higher in, you know, respecting women than, like, fucking Future is? Like, for real? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, on this level, you're still back there? <laughs> Even though you're talking about all this complicated shit and how, you know, the shit is deeper than just selling drugs, there, it's still bitches and hoes, though? Overall, what would you give this, man? I would give it a four. I was going to say the same. Yeah, um... Which is weird, because I feel like I've been bagging on this a lot. 
But uh, I would say my favorite tracks would probably be uh, Immortal, uh, uh, Neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, damn. Maybe Vil Mentality? Nah, I wouldn't say so. Which one would you put in there? Uh, I would put in For Your Eyes Only, just because that's where most of the story is. Yeah, yeah. But but if you don't care about the story, yeah. in which case I don't think most people really will. I, I'm just realizing, like, as I'm going back through it, I, I was going to praise it for being short, but then I realized about half the songs I don't really, it's not that I don't care for them, but it's just like, I don't really need to hear them again. Is is four too generous? Uh, three and a half. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the same shit. <laughs> oh, God. I think it's just when you have less songs, any song that's not great pulls it, the album down more. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it means that much more. It carries that much more weight. It's that yeah. much more of a detriment. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're only gonna come to me with ten fucking songs, it's gotta be solid. Yeah, and folding clothes really drops. <laughs> oh, that, that really took points so away. So close to the end. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if that like, was track six, <laughs> maybe I could just skip it. Hey, it's in the middle. But track eight, when it's almost done, <laughs> and then you give me that, it's like, wait a minute. Like, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Because of the Internet, because I just wanted to go back to that one. Um, just, you know, a- as a reference point, because it, you know, I said it, it's kind of a concept, and that it's got chapters, and kind of, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't I, know, uh, dude. Something like that. I wanted to see how long that album was in contrast, because the Internet is 57 minutes, mm-hmm. and it is 19 um tracks and that inc- and that includes uh a few skits you could say um uh, this j cole album wouldn't have uh suffered if you if you would have thrown in some couple um you know a, a couple maybe non non sequiturs a couple of things like maybe if you wanted those few parts of the song that, you know, I mean, this might not be enough for a whole song, but instead of cramming it at the end of one, maybe have it be its own little thing. Yeah, that would be A cool. little interlude between two tracks. That's definitely what it feels like uh, the last verse on Folding Clothes should have been. Mm, yeah. It's, it's way too out of place. You know, I, I want to like J. Cole. I know. I, I was... And especially because it lured me in. With, like, the four, first four tracks, I was like, man, this is fucking... This is great. I'm, I, I get it. I'm getting the love for J. Cole. I'm getting how people, you know... It seemed like the world fucking stopped there for a second. Everyone was like, oh, we need to check out this new J. Cole. And by the end of it, it's like... Huh. Okay. Hey, motherfuckers, guess what? Rap Critic got a new album out. You should yeah. check that shit out. Yeah. There, so I you, did it for you. So you, so all you J. Cole fans who hate the fact that I didn't kiss <laughs> this album's ass can be like, oh, he thinks he's a rapper? Brr, let me go listen to it. And then automatically say that I don't like it because he said he doesn't like the album that I like. 
<laughs> they will say that exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it is out there. It's uh, with the Rack on Tour Click. It's for the Going Off Podcast. I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. Oh, Vita Zane. Was that your sleepy J. Cole of Vita Zane? Of Vita Zane. Going off Vita Zane. <laughs>